You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta News Bulletin for today, the 30th of May 2019. You're here with myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. And Errol Parker here. And Wendell Hussey. Wendell, our newsreader, as we've said before, the Richard Moorcroft of the Diamantina Shire. Now, the federal election is well and truly in the rear view. ScoMo's already made a trip up to the curry. He's got the bushes on side. Yeah, you're right, Clancy. Most of the country is pretty much over the whole election drama, but there are some people still going on about it. And you wrote a story about a young woman who is doing that very thing. Newtown girl, whose mum, dad, siblings and all four grandparents voted for ScoMo, says fuck Queensland. Clancy, you've spent a bit of time down there in Newtown. Can you give us a picture of what it's like? Yes, yes. As a young man, I did sign a brief contract. About 13 games I played for the Jets. It's the closest thing they have to working class kind of presence in the entitlement belt of Sydney's inner west. And there seems to be a lot of detachment. This young girl uh, in in particular that we wrote about went by the name of Bethany Cunningham. She was a post-grad art student from Australia Street, Newtown. And she just couldn't believe how that many people in Queensland got it so wrong, despite the fact that... Her uh, entire family down there in the Shire were popping the crownies and eating prawns out of a styrofoam box the day ScoMo got elected. So you're saying it's more or less a bit of an echo chamber down there in Newtown, and of course anyone else's opinion that is not theirs is in fact wrong. And invalid, yes, you're right. But as we all know, when she inevitably uh, wraps up that phase of her life, she'll probably join them as a Liberal voter. Yeah, she did receive a lot of criticism when we published that story. And there was one comment from one of our loyal readers, Evan Schwartzman, who said, everyone needs to leave Bethany alone. She's in that special time of her life for future libs where they get to play dress-ups and pretend to care about the environment. Ice cold. Moving on now to another national story, and the Pacific Islander community is in mourning this week after Toyota announced the discontinuation of their beloved Tarago. Yeah, that was one that you wrote, Clancy, about the Islander community, and I understand now that you've married into that community, I'm sure it's it's something you've experienced firsthand. Yes, there were a lot of tears last week. The Polynesian community is saying that they may or may not cross over. There's a lot of brand loyalty there for Toyota, but the replacement that they're bringing out, I think it's called the Grenvia, Grenavia, it just isn't as good on the eyes. So I can imagine a lot of Polynesian, Melanesian, uh, Filipino families will be making the crossover to the Kia Carnival. Spokesman for the community, Lottie Kefu, said that the community will never forget the high-performance vehicle that is the Toyota Tarago and its ability to carry, transport an entire under-15 state rugby league side from point A to B. Well, I've heard that the Kia Carnival isn't something to be sneezed at. And I know you, Wendell, you've got another kid on the way. What's that? Six. So I'm sure you've got a lot of experience with kicking tyres around the dealerships around town looking for a big bus to carry your tribe around in. Yeah, that's it. When uh, the Hussey family decides to head down to the beach, we've got to get them all into the people mover. So I can vouch for the Carnival firsthand. Well, it's, it's a step up from the troopy. It is a step up from the troopy, but we'll never forget the Tarago. A very sad day indeed. Vale Uso. Sad day indeed. Heading overseas now, and there was a story this week about an Australian living abroad branching out and making friends with a bunch of other Aussies living abroad as well. Yes, a recent study by the Australian Bureau of Statistics revealed that only one in 30 expats actually end up making local friends when they head overseas. Yeah, and it's these intrepid travellers, these young Australians with this overwhelming, unbridled sense of wanderlust and a will to explore, 
end up in places like Clapham or Nalita, off the beaten track like Whistler. It's these people, Clancy, that I think the ABS is talking about. Yes, people do get a little bit homesick. And, and when there is an overwhelming amount of Australians in any place, you tend to levitate to each other. We've seen it in Bali, even on holidays. People have an inability to actually meet and hang out with locals. And, you know, just back to Whistler, actually, the one expression I've heard they have for Australians over there is Jaffers, which I believe stands for just another fucking Aussie. That's it. Moving on to what was quite a nice story this week. And there was a touching scene in town when rural nightclub patrons respectfully waited until Kaysan finished before punching on. Yes, as we said in the article, it's a very beautiful ballad. It talks about the, you know, the uneasiness of being a PTSD suffering a Vietnam veteran on effectively the corner of Southeast Asia who's masking his demons by engaging in paid sex work. It's actually quite a nostalgic song for a lot of Australians. And, and it's great to see that down there at the uh, local nightclub in Batuta's Old City District, the Night Shift, or as it's colloquially known, the Fight Shift, it's good to see the patrons have a level of respect and we'll wait until the last harmonica solo from Jimmy Barnes before they start throwing schooners. Of course, one uh, one patron we interviewed, Bodine, said the moment the song was over, he was going to catch up with a bloke he believed had been looking at his girlfriend and just find out how shatterproof these schooner glasses really are. A lot of people in the comments were saying this is exactly what happens at the pastoral at the moment Jesse's girl finishes. And the Imperial Hotel in Tamworth, I believe, the end of the night, they play Cotton Eye Joe. Up there, of course, one of the more infamous regional nightclubs was the Lyceum in Longreach, recently burnt down, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the last song that they played there was uh, the iconic I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and just on that story, Bodine does have a nice little date at the local court next Thursday, so we'll keep you up to date on that. But in the sports world now, the Demons fans finally have something to look forward to as snow's fallen on the Victorian Alps. Yeah, this was a story we decided to put online this week. We don't usually put too much online that would appeal to people from below the Rombarassi line, but we thought we'd give it a go considering we get quite a reception in Melbourne when we went there on our roadshow tour. Oddly enough, down there at Hamer Hall, if you're listening in Melbourne, good morning, good afternoon, or good night. I think they're about, about an hour and a couple decades behind down there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the story was Demons fans finally have something to look forward to as snow falls on the Victorian Alps. You know, the Melbourne's 1%. They actually haven't really had much to cheer about since the coalition got re-elected. To find out that there was um, snow up in the mountains was actually very well received. Yeah, I think earlier on in the year, the Demons fans were cheering when the snow started to fall on top of the toilets at Revolver, you know, but I guess this is probably a change in pace for them. A bit better for the heart, I reckon. A lot of Teslas heading up to the slopes this weekend, so enjoy your weekend away, Demons fans. Yeah, good luck to them. And that's the end of our bulletin this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with your dose of honest, hard-hitting regional news. Until then, I'm Wendell Hussey. I'm Errol Parker. And I'm Clancy Overall. You be kind to each other.